0: You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more.
1: Our guest on this episode went from cosmetic chemist to beauty marketing master. She is the founder and CEO at Grace Kingdom Beauty, a cosmetic product development firm where she consults for cosmetic brands, contract manufacturers, and raw material suppliers. She also has a unique 360-degree view of beauty because she received a degree in chemistry, then went on to get an MBA in marketing, as well as a master's in natural product chemistry, and served as senior management at several large companies. Cosmetic corporations. She's an active member of the Cosmetic Executive Women and Society of Cosmetic Chemists. She's also been a keynote speaker for brand launches and has spoken on product development and in cosmetics on product innovation. Not only is she a beauty expert on Beauty Press, she's also served as Allure's beauty judge for breakthrough products since 2017 and also a judge for Yahoo's Diversity and Beauty Award 2018 and for the Beauty Packaging Award of 2019. Here for your listening pleasure are the self-made strategies of Ginger King. Hey, Ginger, how are you? Good. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us on the show.
0: Thank you for your invitation.
1: Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how Ginger went from a more traditional and academic degree in chemistry and cosmetics into developing her own brand, she's currently working on a new venture called Fan Love Beauty dedicated to people who inspire, educate, and entertain society. The first collection will be for speakers, and it was inspired by her mentor, Damon John, the business mogul that you might remember from Shark Tank. She aims to empower speakers by providing them with the first ever 100% vegan natural lip balm, full of superfoods and special sea asparagus to keep people who talk a lot's lips moisturized and helps people who speak a lot stay moisturized. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Ginger. We're looking forward also to getting your input on best practices for breaking out of a crowded market. So how to differentiate, innovate, and dominate, which you talk about frequently and how to use your passion to fuel your dreams. Really excited to get to get to know Ginger a little bit more and to hear your story. So Ginger, tell us a little bit about how and why you decided to start Grace Kingdom Beauty after obtaining your degree in chemistry. And then you went on to get two master's degrees, an MBA in marketing, and then a master's in natural product chemistry. And obviously you climbed the corporate ladder working as senior management at several different cosmetic firms. So why did you decide to start Grace Kingdom Beauty?
0: I started Grace Kingdom Beauty as a consulting company to help beauty entrepreneurs to fulfill their dreams because there are so many big companies out there, but there are still opportunities just because, you know, they are a lot more um, indie brands. They have more creativity. They can launch the product faster without all the red tapes, all the corporate politics.
1: Now tell us about this new project that you're working on called Fan Love Beauty. And that's all one word, by the way, fan love beauty, all one word. It was inspired by Damon John. Tell us a little bit about that story, how you came up with that idea.
0: Sure. Damon has been a long-time uh, long friend and mentor uh, since the Shark Tank. I actually, I was a fan, and I, I met him through social media, and then we just become friends. And there was one time when I was with him, he was at a speaking engagement. He took out a lip balm and applied in front of me. I was like, Damon, if there's something that's close to you, that's in your pocket, on your lips, it has to be mine. So I went ahead (laughs) to develop the lip balm for his own personal use. And as you know, there are so many lip balms on the market, as low as $1.99 all the way to $26. But I don't want to just put out a vegan lip balm. I want to put out a lip balm that is very meaningful. Damon is an advocate for health should be the number one goal for all the entrepreneurs because a healthy person can have 1,000 dreams. A sick person can only have one. Since lip balm is in, can be ingested, it's very critical that the selection of the lip balm is good. And also lip balm is probably the only personal care product can be used for men, women, or even kids use lip balm. And this is the reason why I pay very special attention on the ingredients that I used. So I don't use anything from petrolatum. Petrolatum, unless you get it from the big companies that they are USP grid, petrolatum can have impurities. Petrolatum is from petroleum chemicals that's from the gas station, not on your lips. (laughs) And there are ingredients like lanolin that is from the wool. That's from the sheep. That's animal byproduct. You know, some people can develop long-term allergic reaction over time. And now you say, well, I use nat- natural lip balm only. Sure, you can use natural lip balm, but check again. If your natural lip balm says it's beeswax, has beeswax on it, you know where you get the beeswax? You get from the beehives. That's where the bees live. So it's not considered cruelty-free. So you cannot say it's vegan. Damon is also an advocate for save the bees because bees are diminishing. Why should we disturb their household, right? For the human vanity. So my product has no petrolatum, no let no, no beeswax. And instead, what I have is uh, ingredients that are superfoods that are good for you, such as flaxseed, which is a natural source of omega-3 and 6 that help with cracked lips. I have um, almond, which contains a natural mandelic acid to help lip exfoliation. I have coconut oil, shea butter. I have mango. The reason why I have mango is because I developed this product for mostly entrepreneurs, speakers. And as you know, entrepreneurs can often have this depression mode. And mango is, uh, has some sort of benefit in terms of, relieving um, depression. Of course, I'm using it for its moisturizing benefit, but also for its story purpose. And because I want people to know that I also have a social cause for my lip balm. I donate part of the proceeds to Suicide Prevention Foundation. Because I believe if people who have stayed longer, they will have more contribution to the society. People like Robin Williams, like um, K Spain, if they have sp- stayed longer, you know, it will be much better for the society. So those are the ingredients that I use. And not only that, I have a very, very special ingredient in there. It's C. asparagus. C. asparagus is Clinically proven to boost hydration by six thousand percent over twenty eight days. So this is a lip balm that immediate give you instant hydration and also for long term moisturization. It's in a in organic peppermint flavor. So it gives you a refreshing um flavor for it's like an instant wake you up. So this is very good for speakers, especially when people get nervous, you need to kind of like, you know, jack you up. So on the direction, I actually said, use this before your meetings, before your interviews, before your pitch competition, or before your keynote speaker, it empowers you to speak like a shark because smooth lips give you a better negotiation skill.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. So, And I love the tie-in with Shark Tank, certainly. Now, I really appreciate the triple bottom line aspect that you've taken with this organization, especially considering your uh, propensity not only to try to help entrepreneurs to be better from a health perspective, but also to be better from a mental health perspective. And your support for suicide prevention is is an excellent one and one that... Uh, I think we all need to pay a little bit more attention to, right? The mental health aspects. Now, do you have someone in your life that may or may not have had, a, a, you've noticed them having depressive symptoms or something like that? Let's talk about the mental health side of it. Why did you decide to support that in particular?
0: Okay. The the uh, reason why I call my brain friend love beauty is because I believe everybody have their own celebrity crush. Everybody has fun. <laughs> and my very first celebrity crush, his name is Leslie Chong. He's a Hong Kong pop star, movie star. He committed suicide. And that was just like a crush me so badly. And I did say, but if I ever have a company with a social cause, suicide prevention is the cause that I want to donate it to. And again, love Beauty is because I'm a big fan of Damon Jung as well. So my brand is an aspirational beauty because a lot of times, I mean, you see people, celebrities come up with their own brand, you know, but not everybody is a Kim Kardashian. But we have this appreciation for certain groups of people. And like Fenlaw Beauty, the first collection is dedicated to speakers or people who talk a lot because they are more, more likely to have dry lips. So it's for collection of product. I actually invite people to join product development with me for future collections because I believe everybody have a celebrity in their mind. As long as this group inspire, educate, or entertain the society, I think they deliver a special beauty products for them. For example, there a lot of entrepreneurs may have dark circles. So it's for the entrepreneur's eyes, you know, and uh, like uh, for my my next product is actually a hand cream because people do speak with their hands as well. So my product development is centered around the professional needs of professionals. And then people aspire to be them, then people also buy them.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Very cool. No, I love I love all the ideas that you have behind it. I love the way that you've come up with your ingredients. I think it's a really cool concept. Now, where can people find Fan Love Beauty products? Are they already on the market or are you releasing them in a in a time in the future?
0: Oh uh, yes, you can find them on my website fanlovebeauty.com and also I am in three stores in California. Beauty Collection retail store. Uh, they have store in Marina Del Rey. Um, where uh, Marina del Rey and um Malibu and West Hollywood.
1: Awesome, that's great. And what's your plan for expansion? Obviously, online sales. You have these three stores that you're already in. Are you looking at any other? Would you like to see national retail expansion? Would you like to see online sales take off predominantly? What's your focus for 2020 for the rest of 2020 and for 2021?
0: Uh, of course, everybody wants to be in store presence, even though retail is very bad. But retail is a good place for branding because, you know, if it's in right. the retail, you're not going to be making much money in retail just because it takes so much margin <laughs> of your product. But so it will have to be a dual strategy, both online presence as well as retail. But who I'm going to be partner with retail is also going to be very critical. So uh it's needs to be negotiated.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah, that's it. That's cool. It sounds like you have a lot ahead of you. So they can order now from fanlovebeauty.com. How much is the lip balm? Just so people can know. And can you order in bulk if you want to?
0: The lip balm uh is nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. And uh that's if you buy the pack of four, you actually get the one free. So the pack of four is twenty-nine ninety-seven.
1: Wonderful. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out myself. I do. I have cracked lips throughout the winter for sure and also get cracked skin on my hands. I just get real bad dried skin during the winter. So I totally (laughs) feel your pain and the perspective that you're coming from. Um, So is Damon John still involved in the business? Is he still mentoring you? Do you still look up to him? How often do you talk to him about what's going on with Fan Love Beauty?
0: I have access to him anytime I want. He's been very instrumental in terms of... um product development side you know he is my guinea pig he tried like five (laughs) or six revisions and uh, the one on the market is actually my eighth formulation and um yeah he will give me advice and how to go about things and he on his live stream also talk about it so i do have him uh, like uh, picking up my lip balm and talking about it and let me see i even make like a mask Dude, oh this that's is actually great Damon
1: John. <laughs> <laughs> with the Lip balm in his hand yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, with the lip cool. balm, yes. <laughs> yeah, for those of you watching on our YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube, you can first of all you can see Ginger, she's got a cool fan love beauty background behind her. We're doing this through Zoom obviously, and she just held up her mask uh, that she uses that has Damon John on it on the front of it. Pretty cool. So, um, so you you work with Damon John on occasion. Now, how have you made the decisions to pivot or revise the product? So you start with, let's say, your MVP, right? Your minimum viable product, your very first lip balm. What types of things caused you to change? Or did you have multiples and do A-B testing? What was your method?
0: Okay. So uh, I'm not sure when you're going to be broadcasting this. I'm actually launching my new website. After six months, I'm uh, launching my new website on September 28th, Monday. The reason is uh, I'm changing to Shopify. For, mm-hmm. e- uh, for better um conversion because people find WooCommerce is not as good and okay. also I'm changing my packaging. The current packaging is actually a silhouette of Damon John's <laughs> and I have a tinted and untinted this one. I'm using this tinted right now. is a silhouette of Damon John. There are people who are Damon John fans who understand this Damon John people don't mind. But the general public is like, who, what is that silhouette about? So I'm actually <laughs> changing the uh, graphic and um, to match my outer box. My outer box is a microphone. So it will be uh, open up to more broader op- audience. So this is how I'm testing the market because that's the kind of feedback I get. It's like your product is fabulous, but your packaging doesn't speak to what the product is about. So I'm changing packaging, but I still will save, uh, like the original as a limited collection because it's Demon John to empower you <laughs> to
1: speak
0: like a shark.
1: <laughs> yeah. That gives you a good bit of motivation, right? Yes. No, but what about the product itself? Did you make changes to the actual formula or, or just no, to- No, yeah, because the product okay.
0: by itself is good. It's already been tested before I launch. I have a beauty influencers try the product. So I know the product itself has no issue. So it's a packaging that people don't connect. If you are not in the like the short term fence, you probably people don't understand what is that, you know, the silhouette about.
1: Right. Now, when you're looking for influencers, if you don't mind, we'll touch on that a little bit, because I think that's sort of become the new Wild West, right? How do you find good influencers? What methods do you use to seek out influencers that fit within your product story?
0: Uh, Because i have been in this industry long enough, so I actually personally know who they are. And okay. they, they didn't charge me, they did this as a favor. So I get testimonial from them. Uh, They are on my website as well.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Well, what tips do you have, though, from... uh, Obviously, you met them at some point in your career, right? So what sort of litmus test or what sort of way do you use to determine who are going to be good influencers that'll fit your brand story and who aren't? Well,
0: first of all, you want to find an influencer who is willing to engage with you. Like, uh, you have to be very active on social media yourself. You have to comment on other people's stuff. And things take over time if you want true relationship. Right. This is actually how I met Damon I met Damon over social media. I met a lot of influencers over social media. Just because you follow them, you interact with them. And if they like you, they follow you back, then you develop a relationship. And that's how it goes. It's never like, you never show up as very needy. You know, you don't ever say, you know, you go to somebody saying, oh, I need you to do this and that. It's like, what's in it for me? Well, first of all, I do thank you for being intentional because actually being intentional is very important. I do often get people like DM me, just say hello. And then it's like, a no. And then I say, hello back. And then no follow up. And then how are you? I was like, stop wasting my time. You don't <laughs> know me. You don't care how how I am. You know, right. If I don't feel good, I won't tell you because I don't know you.
1: Right. Right. Okay? Exactly.
0: So I have people like go back and forth like, and then stopped. It's like, you are just wasting my time.
1: Right. Right. So finding a way to quickly add value in that conversation and make sure that they're going to reciprocate with you and be yes. a good partner, let's say, that's going to be very effective and efficient in their messaging.
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: That's great. Awesome. OK, so now let's talk a little bit about we'll change gears a little bit to breaking out of a crowded market. Obviously, the cosmetics world is very crowded, right? It's been around yes. for a very, very long period of time. It's very evolved and mature. So being sort of a new player or a startup in that field can't be easy. So you have a lot of experience and advice that you've talked about on other shows and other speeches that you've done about how to break out of a crowded market. So give us your tips on how to differentiate yourself, how to be innovative, and how to dominate a market that's crowded.
0: You need to find a very specific niche. When people come to me, a lot of people think, well, you are a cosmetic chemist. I'm looking for a cosmetic chemist. I'm look- I want to do a face serum. The first question I'll ask them, do you already have a brand? Do you know your brand DNA? You know, what do you want this uh, serum to do? Just because it's very easy to find any chemist. Any chemist can make a good product for you, but not every chemist can help you to find a specific, unique technology that is suiting for your own brand DNA. So I want to find out from the owner, the brand owner, what draws your attention? If there is a specific place that with you, you know, it's like, why are you wanting to do this? And don't tell me because I try so many products and there's nothing like this that, you know, help me. It's like I have acne and none of the acne products on the market will do this. Excuse me, you did not do your market research enough. There will be always be a product out there. So whatever you want to do has to be very unique and different, just like my lip balm. A lip balm, As mentioned, you can get it as cheap as 99 cents all the way to $26. You know, why will people buy the $26, right? So it has a brand. A Branding is like everything. That is like the foundation of the brand. So that's how you will differentiate starting from branding.
1: Okay. Can you give us some examples of that a little bit more and how to define your brand DNA? You referred to brand DNA. What's the best way to figure that out?
0: Um, going back to the fan love beauty example, because it's, um, it's like, let me ask you, which lip balm have you ever heard as for speakers? None, right? And that's a white space because all the lip balms out there talking about, oh, strawberry flavor, vanilla flavor, you know, yeah, it's natural. It's fun. It's like, I am not playing flavor of the day, color of the day game. I am not playing, you know, this is cheap. This is not. I have a very specific mission, and that's the niche. So Deng actually always like people to do going um, niche, going deep. You know, deep is how you're going to get, you're not going to please everybody. You're never going to get all the crowd. But you need to be like a stand for what you are for. So be very specific on the category that you want to dominate. Because if you want to get everybody, you will never get there. If, you, know, then you don't really have a target market, but I also find because I do the speaker, it's like really, really, really niche. So I kind of expand say on the box. It's actually safe for speakers or people who talk a lot. And it's OK. This is you ask how I pivot the product name is called the Stage Bound for Lips. It's really meant for people on the stage talking as um, speakers, but not right now, it's COVID. Nobody is talking on stages, (laughs) but there are so many virtual stages. So I pivot my message to life is a series of stages. So no matter what stage you are on, people communicate to get what they want. And how you communicate is you need to be very confident and find out beauty, empower confidence through beauty. So that you have to kind of take in consideration of what's going on right now and change your message accordingly. But you never change your product because your product is good. You don't change it. You can change your packaging to suit whatever market needs, but the product should not change.
1: Now, how about the domination aspect of it? I think we've covered differentiating and innovating to a good degree, defining your brand de- DNA, making sure that you understand who your target audience is, focusing on the niche. Now, how about dominating? So let's say we've got all that figured out. We've got our brand DNA figured out. We've got our target audience and our demographics, psychographics, value graphics. All of those things are figured out. Now, how do we go in there and dominate?
0: find who's the most influential in the territory. For example, I just had my lip balm in Les Brown's hand yesterday. I threw different channels, I gave him my lip balm. So um, I also wrote to Tony Robbins, I wrote to Russell Bronson, I, t- I wrote to a whole bunch of people in the speaking territory. I want every speaker to use my lip balm. Whether they'll be kind enough to give me a picture of them holding on my lip balm or not, at least I need to be known in the speaker territory. And that's how I would dominate because when next time when people open up, people start going to conferences, if one speaker took out the lip balm and it's Fenlaw Beauty, then everybody's going to know Fenlaw Beauty made it.
1: Yeah. And just to kind of extrapolate on that a little bit, basically what you're talking about is just really pounding the pavement, so to speak. As hard and aggressively as you can. You want to be the brand that's everywhere, and that everywhere they turn, they see your name, they see your brand, and they start to say, "Hmm, maybe I should check this out." Very cool, awesome. So now let's talk about you're you're approaching some really big names: Les Brown, uh, Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, all very well-known uh, speakers. Uh, Russell Brunson, as a matter of fact, has courses on speaking, right, on uh, on using your expertise to try to monetize, to to kind of get yourself out there as a uh, speaking brand. Um, what do you do when they don't respond? Let's talk about that, because I think that's something that's a little bewildering for people and probably the hardest p- thing for people to overcome at times is when you get either ghosted or just completely shot down or receive a negative response or no response at all, but, you know, ghosting. What do you do in those situations?
0: Number one, patience, <laughs> because people are busy and your email can, can, get spammed. Second is find other ways to be around them. Email may not be the only channel. See if you can find their phone number, call them, text them, message them, or you find people around them who has influence over them. Uh, that's how I got to Les Brown. As I found somebody who's close to him and handed over my lip balm to him, so it's like creativity follows commitment. If you really want it, you cannot get out there. Um, actually, today, you know, I've been doing is, sir, is finding out how to get a hold of Steve Harvey (laughs) because, wow, that's a big name! Yeah, Steve Harvey is my inspiration for the hand cream. What happened was. In one of the conventions, he was talking to Grant Cardone, saying um, uh, he was using a hand cream, and Grant Cardone was like, why? And he said, as a speaker, we talk with hands, so when people zoom in on us, they see our hands. So hand care is very important. And from that day, Grant Cardone uses hand cream, too. I want Steve Harvey to use my hand
1: cream. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that would be a big effect for sure. Yeah. And those, again, two very big names. So we wish you a lot of luck and we'll keep an eye out on that. Now, let's talk about another thing that you talk about very often, which is um, using your passion to fuel your dreams. So let's talk about that at a high level. First and foremost, what do you mean by that?
0: you uh before your passion you really need to know your why because mm-hmm. if you don't know your why if you when you don't get your sales you just gonna say forget it i'm closed shop <laughs> so <laughs> you 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 really need to know before you do anything you know you're not in the brand just uh, i when i take on customers as a uh, for business development i ask them what's your why and don't tell me it's like oh because beauty is great for money making it's not you're actually gonna be bleeding for the first three years are you prepared for that so first of all you need to absolutely love what you do second you have a very strong why you are doing this because there are so many beauty brands out there if your why is not strong enough my my why for doing fellow beauty is because i want to prove to damon john I can do this. I'm doing this for him, for my very, very first collection. It's dedicated to him. And then because this is a aspirational beauty brand that's different, I want to create enough, um, like, a movement. So beauty is no longer just service. Beauty can be empowerment. Beauty can be a lot more beyond just beauty. So this is, like, why I want to do this. And that's my passion. That's my why.
1: No, that's wonderful. And I just to kind of, again, expand on some of the things that you talked about there. One of the things is, yes, you need these to be passionate. You need to have a solid why to drive you forward when times get tough. But you also touched on the fact that you're going to be bleeding for about three years, figuratively speaking, of course, and you need to be prepared for that. And I think that that sometimes gets lost in the weeds when we start to talk about things like passion to fuel your dreams. Right. So do you Do you have tips on people who are getting started on a big venture into a crowded market? What are the sort of pragmatic, practical steps that they need to make sure that they take to prepare themselves for that three years of getting beaten up a little bit? Well,
0: you need to believe in yourself. You need to uh, have sufficient fund either from um, crowdfunding or uh, friends and family or get to help you to go through that. Don't find investors too soon because when you find investors too soon, you eventually you are a worker for the investor. And a lot of the time that dilute your passion because once you have investors, especially when they put millions of dollars behind you, you're working for them. You're no longer working for your own dream. So I rather you bootstrap and do it as much as you can to uh, push forward. And I have people who, when, after I do the branding package for them, they ask me, are we going to be successful?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: I wish you all the best. I mean, I, I need you to be committed. As long as you committed, you work hard, right. We know, we, we will be there, but yeah. nobody can guarantee you success, but we can put our best foot forward.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The hard work is what leads to the success ultimately. Right. Yeah. You can't put the cart before the horse, as they say. So, yeah, that's really cool. No, I love how you mentioned bootstrapping and how you have to have sort of this really regimented approach to growth and scalability so that you can, in fact, use your passion to fuel your dreams. Right. There's a pragmatic side to it. hmm. Awesome. Well, Ginger, thank you so much for being on the show. So fanlovebeauty.com is where people can go to find your lip balm and to keep an eye out for your hand cream. That'll be coming up soon, I presume. As soon as you get Steve Harvey, I would imagine we'll be seeing some hand cream. Uh, So yeah, thank you again so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you.